Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 112 in our series Freedom from Fear. The title for today's episode is The Hidden Weapons in God's Armour. From 1549 until 1637, Christianity flourished in Japan. From the late 15th century till the late 19th century, Christians were persecuted to the point of complete annihilation. From 1600 until the 1860s, many thousands of Christians kept their faith secret. However, many of them ended up being crucified, burnt alive, drowned, cut into pieces, or boiled alive, or buried if they were caught. The stories of their suffering are unique in the sense that they're not affected by the same hagiographical damage that afflicts Western accounts of sectarian martyrdom, especially between Roman Catholics and European Protestants. Hagiography is the process of uh, inventing myths about religious figures in history, attributing miraculous signs and wonders uh, and making up stories that try to embellish the uh, good points and minimize the negative points of individuals. There's very little hagiography regarding the Japanese persecution period, and that is in great contrast to the way that European Protestants and Roman Catholics talk about the past, especially during the times of the religious wars. The stories from Japan are astounding, and these records are readily available in many books. The martyrs were sometimes priests, both European and Japanese priests, But overall, most were ordinary people who decided to follow Jesus Christ no matter the cost. They were overall poor people, farmers, though there were many in the samurai class who also converted. How on earth could these people survive such terrible persecution? The final rebellion of Christians against the Japanese state occurred in 1637, which concluded in the brutal massacre of all survivors, up to 37,000 Christians, men, women and children. How on earth could these people survive such terrible persecution? Perhaps in some way Paul gives us the answer, or one answer, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. For Christians, God is their armour. For Christians, God has no favourites and all are treated the same by him. This may not be the message you hear in church, but I don't expect many churches these days to even bother opening their Bible, let alone listening to it. All Christians are the same in God's eyes. He does not look at the rich differently, nor is there a special place in his heart for the wealthy or those who live in the right suburbs or go to the best schools. If you put on the armour of God, says Paul, all of you, regardless of who you are, will be able to stand against the devil. The words we translate in English are quite remarkable, for they are perhaps words that we do not use as often as we should. These words in the NIV are, you may be able. Some translate it as, you will be able. 
But if you look at all the translations side by side, virtually all of them use the same words. You may be able. In other words, you can. In other words, you are able. In other words, there can be victory. In other words, defeat is not inevitable. Diabolos, through his discouragers, whom there are many, and no doubt you've met them in your life, as I have in mine, they use the four other words to discourage you. It can't be done. They are the words that they always bring to your attention. It can't be done. But Paul responds with four words of hope, decisiveness, action and determination. You may be able. The English phrase comes from the Greek word dunamai, which means to be able or to have power. It is where we get our word dynamite or dynamo. It is about power or ability. It is about God's power and God's ability. It is not about our power or our ability. It is God's armor we are to put on, and those who do so have the power to resist the temptations of the devil. This is why Ron DeSantis's writing of Ephesians, rewriting of Ephesians 6, is so pernicious and evil from a Christian perspective. Ron argues that we do not struggle against the devil, but against people. And this perverts the meaning of the text. Ron says that our enemies are our political opponents in an election campaign, which is a sordid and corrupt argument, which alleges that he is God's warrior fighting for God against evil, which is astounding arrogance. He also argues that it is his political philosophy that will be able to stand against evil, which is complete and utter rubbish. If liberalism stands against Diabolos, liberalism will fall. All political philosophies do. No Christian fights against flesh and blood. All the schemes of wickedness belong to the devil. The armour is God's, and all people can put on God's armour. This includes Democrats. It includes Joe Biden. It includes socialists. It includes people who have a different political view to Ron DeSantis. Anyone with God's armour may be able to stand. This is God's hidden weapon. You may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. This is true power for all people who seek to stand with Christ. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from fear.